listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome everybody to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast, recording a little late this week. Just a tad. Sorry, that's my fault. That's really actually. my fault. I think I'm the one that rescheduled first, right? Well, yeah, but I was okay with that because I'm actually trying to launch my new band, okay. Switch Fork, <laughs> with our new debut album, All You Can Eat. Okay. So that's been taking up a lot of my time. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of All You Can Eat, the reason I wanted to reschedule yesterday, or actually Sunday, Sunday. was... uh. Is Hudson and I are feeding the needy people at Alberta Baptist Church, by the way. <laughs> I didn't see you around anywhere. I was not there. Had no idea that was That's even right. a thing. Our scout troop okay. did sack lunches with one of the community soup bowls. Apparently, there are several community soup bowls in Tuscaloosa. Okay. I like to think of them as rivals. I don't know if they are or they aren't. And... uh <laughs> And yeah, so the place that they scheduled for us to give it out was at, on the back of y'all's church there by the Children's Center. Okay. Where people just drove through. We handed it in the window. We made 140 sandwiches. We show up to make them at our church where mm-hmm. we meet at, which is uh, Forest Lake United Methodist Church. Okay. Can't get a Baptist can't get a Baptist church to sponsor a scout troop for nothing. They won't do it. They came up with RAs. Now they got some trail life thing. They won't sponsor a scout troop, whatever. But uh, we show up and I'm like, look, guys, this is the one area of expertise I have in the whole world is making sandwiches. <laughs> That's right. You had a shop. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to show you all how to efficiently do it. Oh, you can go to me if you want to. Hold on. Yeah. Hang on. I was about to say. I know that's bleeding in. Hey, what's the problem? I want something Well, get it quickly. Ooh. And also, can y'all dial it down maybe, Ooh. I don't know, 25 decibels? What's up, JoJo? <laughs> don't what tell you your mom I called you that. That's not my <laughs> I know it's not. It's Stank the Gank. Okay. Stank the Gank. I, I no, thought you I were. Stank the Laser Blazer. Yeah, oh, Laser Blazer. That's right. Laser right. Blazer. Yeah, I thought my you were Laser Blazer. Laser Blazer. That's my nickname. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I always called your dad Laser Blazer. (laughs) You're Laser Blazer Jr. No, I'm not. You're Little Laser Blazer. All right. Okay, Okay, Beckham, don't jump on me, dog. It was a commercial. Sorry about that. That was a commercial for (laughs) Trojan condoms. Yeah. Anyway, so I told the kid they had slated us two hours to make all these. I was like, guys, we are going to be done so quick because we had to get there at 1130. We were done by like 1215, 45 minutes. I was like, just listen to John. I know what to do, guys. <laughs> Did you lay out all the bread? and We had all the bread laid out. I had a guy laying out all the bread, somebody coming behind him with the cheese and mm-hmm. somebody coming behind him with two slices of ham and then somebody coming behind him with the bread and then somebody putting them in a Ziploc bag, you know, and we just rolled. Nice. It, it was like a union shop. It was really like, a, <laughs> honestly, it was like a sweatshop because I was just standing back cracking the whip at everybody. Right. And yeah, we knocked it out. And then we, you know, put the sides in there. We had fruit for them and uh, chips and so a brownies. This lady made 
like 140 brownies. Nice. Like at her house. All right. Yeah. And gave everybody that. So, yeah, went real well. But then I didn't feel like recording the podcast. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've helped the needy enough for today. Podcast will have to wait. <laughs> Well, I've, this is actually my week of nights. I figured that. Which is uh, not a fun week. The yeah. last two times this shift has rolled around, I was able to swap with somebody. Yeah. But the guy that that was filling in for is back now. Uh, so now I'm back to, back to night. working nights like all the other peasants. Well, so. I guess the good thing about nights is uh, – well, nope, because you're homeschooling and everything. I was like, is that your kids and everybody are gone during the day? No, no, no they're, they're here. here. <laughs> they're here while you're trying to sleep. Which I can typically sleep through most everything. Uh, I've got a sound machine and I sleep with my earplugs in, actually. Okay. So I'm, but that's the thing. Like, even though I can sleep, it's really hit or miss whether my body decides it will or not. Oh, uh, I got you. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, well, you just need to take some melatonin or something. Yeah, does that work? I have no I've idea. Heard people say it works. I don't have any problem sleeping. Right. This is a trait of the long family. Mm-hmm. I can go to sleep at will at any point in time. <laughs> nice. When I lay down, I'm asleep within five minutes. Mm-hmm. It bothers Deidre so bad. And I, I don't know why. That's just the way I've always been. I don't wake up in the middle of the night to go to the restroom or anything. I sleep all the time from mm-hmm. the time I go to sleep to the time I wake up. Pretty much 99% of the time. Well, now, I can go to sleep easy, but yeah. now, whether I stay asleep or not, that's a whole nother ball of wax oh, you're not for me personally. Me <laughs> Deidre, Deidre had her colonoscopy yesterday, uh-huh. and so uh, she was up and down all Sunday night. You know, mm-hmm. I slept through every bit of it and slept like a baby, really. And so she's like, I'm sorry. I was up and down. I must have woke you up. I was like, no, not nope. at all. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah. And... Found out I have to get another one in three years because my polyps are precancerous. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Which I told the lady or asked the lady. She didn't think it was funny. I thought this was a solid joke. I was like, well, isn't everything precancerous <laughs> technically? <laughs> That's a good if point. It doesn't have cancer. <laughs> she completely disregarded that and kept talking about my health like a professional. <laughs> yeah. So I got I to gotta go through all this again uh-huh. in three years. Yeah. They just like my butt. <laughs> but now three years, that's like. I'll be 49. But, but oh, they, I'll but, be 50, actually. I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking, like you said, I mean, I know they said pre-cancer. Does that mean no cancer? I, I, I think it's a cancer that those could have developed into cancer had they not gotten them out. Because, I mean, this is just my head. I'm like, is there no chance that these polyps can be like, you know, Real go-getters. Well, one of them in two years. You see what I'm yeah. saying? One of them was big. Okay. I mean, they were like, buddy, you had a honker in there, you know? <laughs> and uh, and those are more aggressive. They turn cancerous quicker. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I may go back next time. and I just imagine them getting together in a huddle and being like, all right, he's got a colonoscopy. In three years, we're going to get this cancer done in two. Yeah, hey, guys, let's get to work. <laughs> I said, if I die, that's fine. In fact, I was talking to Deidre tonight. This is not funny at all. Uh, uh, someone I know is they have cancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they also have a drinking problem. So they're going through withdrawals and cancer and, at the same time. Yeah, and treatment. Yeah, and okay. treatment and all I got that. You. And uh, he's not doing real well. In fact, they don't know if he's going to make it. Probably more from 
his alcoholism than mm. the other part. Right. And uh, yeah, I was like, well, at some point, you just got to be like, I can't fight everything. Just take me home, Lord. You mm-hmm. know, like whatever happens, whatever happens. And I would be that way completely. I get, I stub my toe. I'm just like, Lord, take me out of the world. <laughs> this isn't worth the pain I'm having. As terrible as this is going to sound, can he not drink alcohol while he's undergoing treatment? I don't know. <laughs> he's got some. Uh, part of me feels like, let's deal be, with one problem at a time. No. <laughs> he had to be hospitalized because of his cancer. Mm-hmm. And so they don't let you booze it up in the hospital. <laughs> That's a shame they don't, too. But you can in Chuck E. Cheese. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And you get cool prizes at Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. That's American healthcare right there. They should have they should have one of the ticket machines as like a sobriety test. <laughs> <laughs> like if you pass it, you get so many tickets. Yeah. And yeah, out of all the places in the world you can booze it up. The hospital's <laughs> one they don't let you. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's not doing great. And you know. I mean, what happens, what happens. Mm-hmm. I I have no control over it, so can he, I hope he gets better. Can they not bring him a big old jug of mouthwash? <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. Like, if that was me, I'm not alcoholic, by the way. Yeah. I'm I'm not alcoholic. I'm chaste. <laughs> I, I don't do, I don't really drink or anything. Yeah, nothing fun. We're Baptists. Yeah, exactly, we're Baptists, <laughs> which a whole other thing. I've been reading the history of Tuscaloosa's Christ Episcopal Church. I have a book at my house okay. that somehow has came to me. I may convert to be an Episcopalian just from this book alone. <laughs> All right, because the church has been there since like eighteen twenty eight, and mm-hmm. I want to go hang out and be like, "This is cool." You know, a lot of cool people have been here. Anyways, yeah. Uh, if I was an alcoholic in the hospital or something, I would immediately be like Thomas. Find me alcohol. <laughs> like, bring <laughs> right. it to me. You're the oldest I got. You have to know somebody with a fake ID. <laughs> Let's make this happen. Yeah. And he would, I think. That's how much I trust my son to do me right in that circumstance. Just bring a flat of water. Yeah. Every single bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, man, they just put it in a backpack and come in. And they go through it. You know, I don't know now. They might go through a backpack, but I tell you what, you can probably bring in a jug of water. That's definitely wink, true. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, you could smuggle alcohol. I've smuggled alcohol on youth trips, so I could get it. I could tell you how to get it in the hospital. We just got to clean out a shower bottle, uh, a shower, a shampoo bottle. I have been told that there is like rampant drug use in prisons. Oh, yeah, definitely. So surely yes. you can get some alcohol in the hospital. You can, I refuse to believe that they have stricter security protocols in yeah. hospitals than in prisons. Tiny people have cell phones in prison. Yeah. A guy I went to high school with is in prison, and about every three months, he'll update his profile picture. <laughs> like, out on the prison yard. It's so funny. I like to imagine him like trying to find the perfect lighting for his Instagram yeah, picture right. <laughs> in prison. Look, I mean, just because you're locked up don't mean the ladies can't look. Right? You got to have something lined up <laughs> yeah. when you get out. I Apparently, there's like a whole subculture of women who are like super yes. into guys in prison. I think they're guy the subculture of guys, not as surprising, that are mm-hmm. into women that are locked up too. I actually find that somewhat surprising. Oh, seeing yeah? as that because you can't actually do anything with them. Look, guys will pay. 
$50 a month or whatever it is for OnlyFans, they can wait three years till you get out on your assault and <laughs> charges. <laughs> your domestic. I mean, I guess that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And then they got you lined up. Mm-hmm. It's like a mail order bride or something, I think, essentially. But how many of those ladies are like, okay, yeah, put money on my books down at the jailhouse, buy me a carton of cigarettes, whatever. And then as soon as they get out, they're like gone into the wind, <laughs> just taking advantage of those dudes. Well, I, I've thought about this, and not being a woman makes it hard for me to understand the mindset. Sure. But I can see like maybe some women who've had like a really, really tough history with men. Yeah. A boyfriend who's in jail is kind of the perfect boyfriend. That's definitely true. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> and yeah. you're still getting the, I mean, even if it's through letters and like rare visits, you still maybe have the companionship sure, right. of having a boyfriend, but you don't have to worry about him, you know, coming home <laughs> drunk and beating you up, at least <laughs> not while he's in jail. Yeah. yeah. Cheating on you. Well, he might cheat on you in jail. Just depends on the guy <laughs> and the circumstances. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I guess for a lady that would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You just get romantic love letters all the time. It's really probably those are the most vulgar letters ever written. <laughs> <laughs> when I think about it, probably not as romantic as you'd like them to be. Yeah. And yeah, then you can go whatever every couple of weeks, talk to him on that phone <laughs> between the yeah. glass. Touch and hands. And he's just constantly talking about how bad he wants to oh, yeah. be with you yes, and all the it. stuff he wants to do to you. Yeah. And you don't actually have to put out because no. he's in jail. Yeah, it's the perfect relationship <laughs> for a woman. <laughs> That's what happened to Vicky White, you know? <laughs> you think some of these women, like they're men, one day they eventually do get out. And it's like, well, dad, I can't, right. you know. Well, I've gone too far. Like I said, (laughs) we all have to pay the piper sooner or later, right? (laughs) Right. That's what happens for that lady. She's like, oh, dang. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't think that parole board would be his understanding. I thought thought the victim's family was testifying. (laughs) Man, this really fell apart on me at the end. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, that's interesting. Uh. But we're here to talk about news. We are. Know? Speaking of interesting, what you got this week? Okay. Uh, let me get my phone unlocked. I have a uh, father and son heartwarming stormy story. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, parenting, and we're going to talk about pythons. Okay. I have a story about the Carolina Reapers. I have a now. This is a, this is a that's Bryce Young's team, right? <laughs> yeah. The Carolina Reapers. <laughs> I have a story about hawks, and then I have this one to start with. This is such a a, a nerd story. I picked this okay. especially for you. I'm so excited. <laughs> Japan startup unveils a 15 foot robot suit for space exploration. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Why not? (laughs) Engineers in Japan have created a three and a half ton robot suit that resembles a character from a hugely popular animation series, which they hope to use for space exploration and in emergency situations. (laughs) Tokyo based startup Tsubame Industries developed the four and a half meter tall four wheeled Archax robot that looks like a mobile suit Gundam from the 1970s Japanese show of the same name. Named after the avian dinosaur Archaeopteryx, the 3 million robot has cockpit monitors, 
that receive images from cameras hooked up to the exterior so that the pilot can maneuver the arms and hands and with joysticks from inside its torso. Okay. The, the robot, which will be unveiled at the Japan Mobility Show later this month, has two modes, the upright robot mode and also vehicle mode, which can travel up to six miles an hour. They call that doggy style. <laughs> Here's a quote from the uh, chief executive at Subame Industries. Japan is very good at animation, games, robots, and automobiles, so I thought it would be great if I could create a product that compressed all of these elements into one. I wanted to create something that says, this is Japan. Sure. <laughs> Mr. Yoshida plans to build and sell five of the machines for the well-heeled robot fan but hopes the robot could one day be used for disaster relief or in the space industry. Mr. Yoshida became interested in manufacturing at an early age, learning how to weld at his grandfather's ironworks, and then going on to found a company that produces myoelectric prosthetic hands, and he is eager to keep Japan's competitive edge in manufacturing alive. I hope to learn from previous generations and carry on through the tradition Subame Industries is one of several startups working on robotic exoskeletons with applications ranging from assisting delivery workers with heavy loads to military super soldier units to spiting to fighting aliens in space. <laughs> Sounds like the Japanese are getting rowdy. You know, <laughs> making super soldiers. We don't need them to get rowdy again. Well, they're making them for us, aren't they? I hope so. I mean, technically, aren't they're not allowed to have a military for we, how many years is it? Here recently, we've allowed them to build up more than they ever have. Because it's China's getting rowdy and, we, and we don't want to fight them. Right. <laughs> Japan's a first line of defense. Japan historically has not been friends to China. So, right. yeah. Um. Yeah, and really, like like China, they don't like Japan for good reason. Oh yeah, like, no. historically, <laughs> no Japan. <laughs> historically, I know like Brad loves anime and you know Pokemon, all that Nintendo, all that's really cool. Historically, Japan <laughs> has not been cool at all to anybody in Asia and us when we fought them. So yeah. right, yeah. But I don't I don't know if I like them making huge robots. <laughs> I was thinking though, we don't need them in space with a huge robot before we get to space. We need a space race. And I would like to propose a fifteen foot tall Dale Earnhardt robot. <laughs> I think that encapsulates America the best. Yes. <laughs> the one icon. The fastest robot. The fastest robot. The intimidator <laughs> is really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. How great would that be? Look at this. There's a picture here. Check it out. Okay, I mean, that's cool looking. I want one of those. Of course you do. <laughs> there's this there's this game called Titanfall. It's have you ever played it? No. What if I'd have said yes? Shocking. <laughs> that would be the most shocking thing to happen to you today. Yeah, it's like a first person shooter, but then you can call down these big giant robots okay. from the sky and hop in and just lay waste to folks. <laughs> Okay, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah. Now I want to be, do it in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and I only need $3 million. <laughs> I would I would like for this guy, the robot guy, to be on Twitter going, hey, Elon, where's your huge robot? <laughs> <laughs> Have and you then, made one yet? <laughs> and then he just buys 
Jerry their, buys their, their whole company, company and out. fires that one guy. <laughs> he's like, that's fine. He's like, here's my robot. Where's yours? <laughs> I have a robot now. What happened to yours? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool, I guess. I don't really know the applications of a 15-foot robot in space, but maybe one day mm-hmm. there will be something. We need them to fight the 14-foot tall aliens <laughs> sure. that we come into contact with. Yes. <laughs> um, let's talk about a father and son. What do you do to bond with your kids? Well... Man, this is super lame now that I think about it. But yeah. we watch Ninja Turtles and play video games okay. most of the time. I think that's fine. I've tried to get Eli to help me work on stuff, but he's not. Yeah, my kids he, are worthless. He's, he's like when I was that same age and my dad would try to get me to come yeah. out there and help him do something. I, I didn't want to do it either. Right. So. Yeah, and I'm I'm my one downfall as a parent when I look at myself compared to my parents is I have trouble forcing my kids to do things they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, things that matter, of course, if we were like going to grandma's funeral, they're like, I don't want to go. Of course, you're going to that. But if it's like, hey, come help me change the tire. And they're like, I don't want to. It's like, I don't I don't want to fight with you about this. It's Just, not worth it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be a genius to change a tire. So it's not like I got to teach you some important lesson here. <laughs> and I feel like when, you know, after they're 23, 24, around yeah. that age, they, that's when it clicks. And they're yeah. like, oh, wait, you know what? I should have paid attention. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, let think, me go ask my dad yeah. now how to do all that stuff. Around that time when, when the male brain fully matures <laughs> right. is when they're like, oh, yeah, my dad's actually a pretty cool dude. You mm-hmm. know, he's done a lot for me. He took me to all this crap that he didn't have to do and all that. And then they appreciate you a little bit more. This stage in life is like anything I can do to avoid an argument. I'm going to do <laughs> Yeah. It. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, my me and my kids don't do you know like we don't go fishing together and all that stuff, mm-hmm. dove hunting and all that. You know, <laughs> like we just don't do. We're not those people. Our family shows our love to each other through ridicule <laughs> and belittling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this Wyoming father and son bleached penis shapes on cows as payback to ranch neighbor. That does sound like a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> a feud between neighbors allegedly boiled over to the point where a father and son now face felony charges for bleaching penis shapes on cows belonging to their neighbor. Um Claire McFarlane of the Cowboy State Daily in Wyoming reports Patrick Sean Carroll, 66, and his son, Tucker Kyle Carroll, 34, faced two criminal complaints relating to the June incident where numerous cows were bleached while being pushed through a ranching chute. Phil Haybeck, the the neighboring rancher, now has a bunch of bleached cows (laughs) and is facing significant financial losses thanks to the dong art. (laughs) <laughs> does this actually affect the values of the cows the only way i could think that it would would be like if you're leather. trying to resell them or something well yeah yeah I, you know they use everything on the cow right well but Pretty like much. the fur like the hair yeah but they the leather that, do well they? yeah you got you got cow hide all kind of stuff hmm. so yeah they're using all that 
Well, if and I would imagine any damage to it affects the price. Well, if you're using it for like shoes, something little, yeah. Like I'm assuming sure. that the penis shapes are too big for to preserve that. Like on some, I would pair request of lady shoes. it. <laughs> uh, the affidavit it estimates Habit could be out north of a hundred and forty thousand dollars. Golly, just on the one hundred and eighty nine bleached heifers. And that number will go up once the bleach bulls are figured into a, the equation. So they bleached bulls and heifers. That's and one hundred and eighty nine of them. It's really impressive. That's I'm I, sorry. Yeah, this is like an operation. We've all been told about cow tipping. I does it's, cow tipping doesn't work, right? You go out there, you try to push a cow over. It, yeah, it's not. It's going to wake up and run away from you. I've <laughs> never spoke to anyone. <sighs> I, that I can confirm has successfully actually been out there. Not tipping. a grown cow. Yeah. But small cows I've pushed over before. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But the grown ones weigh like 15, 1800 pounds. You're not tumping them over. <laughs> this is such a better idea. Yeah. Unless you're Bo Jackson or something running at them. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. You just bleach dongs on them. Yeah. That's way better. Yes. And plus a cow get up. Um <laughs> So, see, the complaint argues that future buyers of Habex cattle may think something is wrong with the animal due to the markings. Um, the Carols say they were growing frustrated with Habex and his lack of care when his cows would get onto their property. That's the, how these things always start. That's right. It? The father-son duo admits their fence isn't completely up to snuff, but they always fix parts of the fence that needed attention. They say Habeck wasn't proactive, and this summer, as they were out branding their own cattle, they decided it was time to get Phillips' attention. Um, the Habeck cattle, which jumped the border on June 20th, were rounded up by the Carols and an unnamed cohort who then marked them up pretty good. Investigators say those markings included dog art. <laughs> There's a bunch of arguing over the fence and how one neighbor was mad at the other for sitting around watching as the other guy tried to make a life better for everyone. There are hurt feelings, and cattle with dong markings are now felony charges. Wow. So so don't get caught. Yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> and how did they get caught to begin with when they come over there and go, hey, did you draw dongs all on my cow? You just go, No. <laughs> Why uh, would I do something so yeah. stupid? And they're like, well, where were you at? You're like, oh, well, me and my son were, we were on the backside of the property fixing yeah. the fence. My guess is that these men here are probably too prideful. Yeah, I guarantee they you. They probably came up, hey, did you put sure. penises on my cows? And they're like, yeah. And when you, you fix right. your blankety blank yeah. fence, that won't happen no more. It's that cowboy. You know, <laughs> yes. they can't tell a lie. <laughs> I mean, too much honor. Yeah, like real cowboys, you look at, yeah, they're like, they're honorable people and all yeah. that. Now, you see somebody down at Rhythm and Brews with a cowboy hat on, <laughs> they might stab you. It's completely different cowboys. <laughs> right. Well, I'm talking real cowboys are honorable. Yeah, and he was like, yes, I, I did put the dongs on there, fix your fence, and yeah. it won't happen again. We yeah. only did that to the cows that came on our property. That's right. <laughs> All 189 of them, plus bulls, probably over 200 cows. At some point, you have to be like, we've got 20 of them. Let's just knock it off. <laughs> They're like, no, we're doing every single one of them. And they got to jawing at each other. Yeah. And the dad was like, 
I bleached 20 bulls, like penises <laughs> on bulls. You really want to mess with me? Right. You want to go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I would think this guy has an opportunity to turn it into like penis rugs or something, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like cowhide penis rugs and everything. Yeah. And sell them to some blue haired lady in Oregon. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, some sex therapist somewhere or something. Yeah. Yeah. That would go. He could maybe make an extra buck or two. Yeah. Hmm. We might be on to something, Tiny. <laughs> Let's buy a cow and put a bunch of penises on it. Well, for my next story here, I'm just going to, you know what? I'm just going to read the headline. Portsmouth man charged with shooting 80 hawks. 80. Why do you think he shot 80 hawks? Ooh, they were destroying his property. <laughs> it was to protect the squirrels. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Uncle Hawk, by the way. <laughs> That's right. All-time nickname. <laughs> a Rhode Island man is charged with violating the Migratory Bird Act, having allegedly shot, injured, and killed Red Tail and Cooper Hawks around his property to protect his squirrels. Oh. Officials allege that between October 1st, 2018 and April 18th of 2021, 64-year-old Robert Fiera of Portsmouth used a pellet gun to shoot hawks in his backyard. <sighs> Give him the death penalty. I mean, I, I don't see a ton of, I mean, I see him in the air, but like yeah. hawks landed in my backyard. I've 80? seen one. Yeah. This amazing, this dude got 80 shots off 80. of hawks. That's yeah. On his, on his property. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I may see 80 in, uh, you know, riding around the state in an entire year. Right. He must have had a squirrel sanctuary. They were like, the buffet is open, y'all. Officials further allege that he shot an estimated 50 to 80 hawks. So this is in addition to the ones, I guess, that he killed. But he shot another 50 to 80, which he believed were a threat to the squirrels who visited his feeders on his property. According to court documents on various dates, neighbors of fear reported hearing popping sounds from his home and finding eight injured and dead hawks on or near his property. Man, eight dead hawks, that's enough to get you in some serious trouble. Just One that. is enough, I think. <laughs> I know. <laughs> According to court documents on various dates, neighbors of Fiera reported hearing... Oh, I read that part already. The Migratory Bird Treaty Act protects certain birds, including the red-tailed hawk and cooper hawk, and forbids hunting, capturing, or killing the birds unless authorized by permit. He faces a misdemeanor charge punishable by up to six months in prison, and a fine of up to $15,000. Throw the I book thought, at him. I thought you could get in way more trouble yeah, than that. Throw huh. the book at him. He will return to court on October 12th. That is just just the... This dude's like... The, the audacity of this guy. <laughs> He's the Hulk Slayer. He's set the world record for killing hawks. I guarantee you. He has to. I think the record before this was, what, one? Oh, yeah, maybe one. That one dude that went to jail and was like, I'm not doing this again. Yes. Yeah, he set the record. You think on his on the tailgate of his truck, he has like little, like little X's, like little tally marks of maybe so. everyone he shot? He had to be calling them in or something, luring them in. He's like, I'm just going to take care of all the hawks in the area. And I just, I mean, I understand that maybe this is just some of my personal opinion, but hawks are so much better than squirrels. They're way cooler than squirrels. I, I got no problem with the squirrels. 
Yeah. But I would kill every squirrel on earth to save one hog. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrels are just rats with bushy tails. That's yeah. all they are. That's all they are. So, And this guy was feeding them. Yeah. Yeah. I know that, that my, my wife's grandfather... He feeds birds, sure, and he gets mad because the squirrels, squirrels get up there and get in right. the bird seed. He's the reverse of this guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but nobody gets mad when you kill a squirrel. Uh huh. Which squirrel's pretty good eating? You like squirrel? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's a little gamey. Sure, and there's not a lot of meat because it's a rat. We're yeah. eating a rat. <laughs> yes. you have to not think about that when you're well, doing it's it. It's a rat that's out in nature. Yeah. Probably not eating garbage. Yeah, got a more healthy diet. <laughs> yes. For sure. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. They're not eating right. carrion and stuff. Yeah. Like the city rats. But but yes, basically. Deidre told me the other day she went on a date with a guy. This, of course, before we started dating, hopefully. And uh, <laughs> the one date they went on was a squirrel hunt. She went squirrel hunting with you. I was like, you're so country. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we killed a couple of squirrels. It was fun. And I was like, why didn't you go out with him again? He's very well off now. She picked the wrong guy. <laughs> like if she now? was my daughter, I would be so mad at her for marrying me. Yeah. She could have went with him. He owns- her dad would have probably liked that guy better anyway. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Her dad and his dad are getting get along. They're good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he owns several pharmacies. People here in town know who exactly who he is, or yeah. people who grew up fed. Yeah, great guy. One of my all time great friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other guy she went out with the day after our first date is an eye surgeon in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> and she's stuck with me. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I keep these lips fresh back to a couple podcasts <laughs> right. ago. Yeah. You got to have them ready to go. Anyways, don't kill hawks. It's no fun. Yeah. Kill squirrels instead. Yeah. You can eat squirrels. Sure. You can't eat hawks. And you could just leave the squirrels for the hawks to eat. Yeah. Like the way God intended it all to work. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it's all supposed to work. They're not going to eat all the squirrels. They can't. There's not that many of them. So it's fine. Man. Yeah. We don't want to kill stuff to have fun. I like to think that. That hawks were maybe coming back, but after this guy, this they're dude, back on the endangered yes. species. Where is he in Ohio? Uh, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Yeah, that's redneck behavior right there. What he was doing. <laughs> I bet you people in Rhode Island didn't know they had rednecks living there. They do. Yeah, it's just over the border from the Bidens, <laughs> the white trashiest <laughs> of all New England families. Uh, okay, tiny. We're talking about spending time with our sons, and let's talk about how we parent our children. This is an article from CNN Health. Adults shouting at children can be as harmful to a child's development as sexual or physical abuse, a study finds. (laughs) I would like to thank the Epstein Foundation for... Funding the study. (laughs) I want to thank my mom for only shouting at me and my dad for only shouting at me. Yeah. I don't think this is the same thing at all. I I had a rough childhood, but it could have been so much worse. 
if I had been yelled at <laughs> instead right. of all that sexual abuse I endured as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad my parents raped me and not yelled at me. <laughs> parents, teachers, coaches, and other adults shouting at, de- denigrating, or verbally threatening children can be as damaging to their development as sexual or physical abuse a new study finds. The study, published in the Journal of Child Abuse and Neglect, reviewed 166 earlier studies to produce a detailed analysis of the existing literature on the topic. So they just studied other studies. So they didn't actually go out and find any people. Yeah, like, talk to me. did your mom yell at you? Did she rape you? Yeah. Which one was worse? Yeah, like this is these people, these nerds, <laughs> and their little glasses and their little white lab coats. Right. They need to put together a pool of people who were sexually abused as children, right? And interview them, do psycho- psychological analysis, all that crazy head yeah. stuff. And then they need to take a group of guys who just had their parents yelling at them. Yes. And then let's compare yeah. and contrast. Let's just get the high school football team because they have parents yelling at them and yeah. coaches yelling at them at all times. Bring them in. Let's study them. Mm-hmm. Or how about this? Let's go to, I don't know, 50 of the top strip clubs in America <laughs> and let's find out what percentage strippers were like abused when they were little yeah. and what percentage – we're just yelled at. Well, I'm gonna blow your mind. <laughs> I would say a hundred percent of children in the United States, at least, have been yelled at. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know around the world, Asian cultures, all that, but in the United States, if you're a kid, you've gotten yelled at. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's something to the study. Then I've been yelled at as an adult. I get yelled at still. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's just the way it works. <laughs> um, child maltreatment is currently classified into four categories. Physical, sexual, emotional abuse. Uh, physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, of which verbal abuse is a part, and neglect. Uh, and this study can inform strategies for prevention and treatment. Unlike other forms of emotional abuse, including indifferent, silent treatment, and witnessing domestic violence, researchers categorize verbal abuse as more overt and said it warrants special attention. Hmm. Commissioned by Words Matter, a British charity that aims to improve children's health by ending verbal abuse. Well, no wonder they came up with this result. (laughs) (laughs) These are the people that were like, hey, we're going to give you some money to study and we think it's going to be a yes. You know? <laughs> right. You need to make sure it's a yes, too, right? Or we're if you want to get another money. round of funding, right. that is. Look, all y'all got to do is look at other studies. Y'all don't have to actually do anything. <laughs> Just read some books and write a paper. Here's a million dollars. Wow. Yeah. Why can't I get in on that? We just weren't smart enough. You know? <laughs> I guess so. They didn't have those classes at Bible college and community <laughs> college. Imagine Imagine you get all this money and it basically equates to like a few afternoons in the library. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then you just get all this money. Yes. Yeah. To tell everybody else what you read. And you got free time. You're playing video games whenever you want, Tiny. <laughs> yes. You're doing whatever you want to do. Like 
a week before this thing's due, everybody gets together and goes <laughs> and they hammer it out, hammer it out, <laughs> and here we go. Yeah, and then they do the whole hey, we're gonna lock ourselves right in a cabin and we're gonna drink coffee and we're yes. gonna finish this study now. I want to throw a caveat on this whole conversation because we are being a little silly. You shouldn't verbally abuse your kids, Mm -hmm. right? It's okay to holler at them every once in a while to get their attention. Yeah. But you don't want to be like degrading your child or anything like that. That's true. But I still maintain that that is preferable to raping your children. Absolutely. (laughs) I know I'm going out on a limb (laughs) saying that. I still think sexual abuse is worse. Yeah. I don't care what this study says. No, I agree with you. (laughs) And I would say to young parents, if you have a choice between the two, Yell at your kids. Don't yes. raise We actually, here at Earth Oddity Podcast, we made a helpful flow chart <laughs> for parents to look at. And in table one, it says, should I sexually abuse my kid? Table two, no. Right. No, you should. No, definitely not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think getting yelled at, it kind of toughens you up a little bit. Yeah. You know, table three says, but what if I really want to? <laughs> Goes back to table two. No, don't. Never, <laughs> never sexually <laughs> assault your child. Just or anybody's child. Yeah. That's a very good point. <laughs> or anybody. Yeah. No. But definitely not yours. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be worse, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be worse. I feel like if mm-hmm. you get molested by someone you know, like your mom, your dad, or whatever, <laughs> as opposed to a stranger, because mm-hmm. then you—that's your dad. You got to live with the rest of your life. Well, I mean, not hopefully not. But. Also, speaking as a man, do you think maybe the uh, trauma of the silent treatment, yeah, is maybe a little overblown? <laughs> what is the trauma in that? I feel like. We pretend that that yes. bothers us when actuality, we're just getting more time to yeah. play video games or watch sports or do whatever. I love the silent treatment. <laughs> it's give, really one of my favorites. Give me the silent treatment yeah. any day. Because I'll be mad for a little bit, and uh-huh. then I'll just like, oh, well, now I do what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about you interrupting me, and it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I can't speak for anybody else, but I feel like – that's kind of a, at least my experience has been like Tara, if me and her will get in a fight, like, like you were just talking about, like I'll get mad, but then I'll move yeah. on. I'll forget about I it. Think I'll move on to are. other things. Yeah. Whereas talking to her, like that'll just bother her. Right. Uh, until we deal with it, I yes. guess. I know. That's <laughs> you know? it. It just festers. <laughs> But guys, I think, are that way. Mm-hmm. It's like we've all seen a couple of guys getting a fist fight, and then, you know, 15 minutes later, they're best friends. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's just how we always blow up, go nuts, holler mm-hmm. at each other. And, and then, then it's, it's over. over. Yeah. And we're going about our life. With women, they'll blow up, holler at you. You holler at them back. You're over it. And then they're just like, well, I'm going silent. <laughs> so he knows I'm mad. Yeah. And we're just like. I'm not mad anymore. I don't, I don't care if you're mad. That's on you. I'm going to turn on that. the game. Yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> right. I'm going to watch my video on Stonewall Jackson. You're not going to interrupt me telling me work stories now. <laughs> I was about to say, it is so hard for me to watch a movie oh, or anything, anything. But it's not being interrupted. Yes. It's always getting interrupted. And then 
if I interrupt them, <laughs> them, her, it's like the end of the, oh, what? I, I'm sorry to interrupt your makeup tutorial. <laughs> to tell you I put the dishes on, make sure I remember to open up the dishwasher before we go to bed. I was about so say, I can put the dishes up in the morning. I don't watch a lot of TV that the boys don't want to watch with me, you know. Right. But the few the few series I have watched, Stranger Things, whatever, I, it's typically break time at work. That's sure. when I can focus on whatever it is. Yes, right. <laughs> There's no peace at home for a man. There's never any peace at home for a man. And that's fine. I mean, we love women. So, yeah. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. They got it rough, too. I mean. Oh, yeah. We just, not- we just happen to be... Yeah. Standing on this side of the sure. chasm. Well, if Deidre and Tara, Talking about our experiences. Yeah. I'm sure Deidre and Tara could yeah, sit they down were doing this and podcast. talk about all the stuff that we do that drives them crazy. I know I do a million things. So. Like, for for instance, Tara will tell me, I don't know, 50 times I need to do something. Yes. And I still won't do it. Oh, I know. Yeah. So, this is a whole nother story. Hudson, my 15-year-old son, his entire life, when he goes to pee, he lifts the lid up, mm-hmm. holds it in his hand. He doesn't fully lift it up. <laughs> but one hand on the toilet seat, other hand on the member, pees. When he's done, he just drops the toilet seat, he goes, slams down, right? So uh, Monday, Deidre had her colonoscopy. I was going to work half the day, and then she did what women love to do and just go, oh, well, you're off. I'm going to plan a bunch. You know, we got all kinds of stuff we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> Because we're both off. And one of those was uh, we bought a soft closed toilet seat. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they existed. Oh, wow. And so he can't drop the toilet. The last night he went to do it. And he's like, wait shocking. a minute. Yes. <laughs> something's not right. Like, I think something's wrong with the toilet seat. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything we were talking about, which I think was child molestation. <laughs> All right. Uh, Well, moving on to my next story here, John. I know how much you love spicy food. Sure. Uh, One of my faves. (laughs) Canadian man eats 135 Carolina Reaper peppers in one sitting. Ooh. I have never had a Carolina Reaper pepper. Me either. There's a part of me that would like to try it just to to see. Okay. I, I don't, I'm not, you know, what am I trying to say? I'm not going to sit here and be all act all big and bad like I would love it. Sure. But I would part of me would just like to experience just to just to see. Just to see. But I cannot imagine 135. I have no frame of reference for how hot that would be. I just know those things are hot because I've seen people eat them on the internet. Yeah, I had a bottle of hot sauce that had it in there. Okay. And it was good sauce, but I kid you not, John, that sauce lasted me forever. Because you have to it, use a lot. It only took, I mean, one drop, just one drop of that sauce in a bowl of chili would make the whole thing spicy. Wow. It was impressive. It was really an extremely economical buy right, because yes. I didn't use much yes. and it lasted forever. I want that to jack the price of it. Like, <laughs> We're not moving these bottles off the shelf. We're getting no repeat customers. <laughs> you you buy one and that you're done. Yeah, you got it for four years. <laughs> yes. 
but uh, a Canadian man ate 50 of the world's hottest chili peppers in a record-breaking six minutes and 49 seconds, but then went on to eat 85 more. Wow. I didn't know this was a thing, but Me vegan either. speed eater, Mike Jack. Vegan speed, vegan speed eater. That's like I a, bet he is all the ladies. <laughs> I mean, I wonder what the competition in that category. I don't know. Is like, I might. If you want to sit me down with some green beans, I might <laughs> give you a run for his money. Do you have to actually be a vegan, or are you just eating like a vegan in that challenge? Right. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, because I could tear up some peas. Like, can I identify as a vegan just to compete yeah. in their right. category? Yeah. Like when you finish, you start eating a hot dog while you're waiting on to tally the results or whatever. And all the other vegans are offended. Sure. But I'm so like, mad hey, at you. Hey, I'm abiding by the rules of the competition here. I identify this way. <laughs> uh, he took on the Guinness World Record for the fastest time to eat 50 Carolina Reapers, with an, which average... Uh, 1.64 million Scoville heat units. Okay. Which is hundreds of times hotter than jalapeno peppers. Jack finished his 50th pepper with a time of six minutes and 49.2 seconds. But once the record attempt was over, he continued to eat peppers until he reached a total of 135. It's just like, I'm bossing out here. <laughs> Everybody thinks I'm cool while I'm doing this. The number earned him the second spot in the League of Fire Reaper Challenge leaderboard, which tracks attempts to eat the most peppers in a single sit sitting. Uh, he has built a tolerance to spicy food over the past 20 years, but he still feels discomfort. Quote, the initial shock of spiciness is intense. The second one doesn't seem as bad, but each one after that gets hotter and hotter as the peppers touch new places in your mouth. <laughs> He said that the mouth pain is nothing compared to the stomach discomfort. It's got to be horrible. <laughs> I get bad cramps. It feels like someone is squeezing and twisting my guts, he said. Your mind is telling you to stop, but you have to convince yourself to keep pushing through. Mind over matter, baby. I don't think you have to. Well, yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's setting the record. Though. He's like, I'm going to make it where nobody will ever get it. I mean, good for him. I'll be known for the rest of time Yeah, by those who buy the Guinness Book of World Record <laughs> in a hard copy Yeah, <laughs> as the guy who ate the most Carolina Reaper peppers. <laughs> I mean, good for him, but man, I would not want to. Yeah. I don't know that I don't want to eat one. You know, yeah, I couldn't imagine it. So, I, I mean, watched. Whatever. A, I watched like a YouTube video where this guy had them, and he was just on the street offering offering them to people, and a lot of times they would start like vomiting. Yeah, yeah, I would too. <laughs> I know I would. Yeah, that's crazy. There's no reason to eat something that hot. Like it's that hot. Because it didn't want stuff eating it. You know? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's exactly why it's that hot. No need for it. But we got farmers who are like trying to make hotter stuff. Of course they are. Like it was the what the ghost pepper. Sure. Was it the Jalokia something? Yeah. Jalokia brood, I think. Anyway, it was the hottest one. Your pepper knowledge is pretty impressive. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm, you keep up with the pepper circuit? I watched an episode of Modern Marvels okay. that was all about 
hot sauce and sure. peppers and stuff. It was really fascinating. Yeah. I like a modern marvels. I would recommend that to anyone. Sure. Does that still come on? I don't know if it that does. That was history back in that was History Channel back before it was all just a bunch of reality yeah, TV. Yeah, right. They're just finding Bigfoot and aliens and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now it's Bigfoot aliens and then just regular dudes at their jobs. Do you know my favorite show to take a nap to was How It's Made? Have you oh, ever seen, yeah, I've seen that? Like, uh-huh. In a factory building whatever. These are springs for a a, a porch swing. You know? <laughs> right. Like, watch that. Next thing you know, you're out. Great uh-huh. naps on a Sunday afternoon. Then I started doing a podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, this dude out in Carolina, he somehow he bred, he crossbred all these peppers to get the Carolina Reaper. And okay, it's, it's now recognized, but there are people who say that there may be. Peppers out there that are hotter, yeah. they just haven't gotten a name and they haven't gotten, oh, yeah. you know, recognized by Guinness as the hottest pepper yet. 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 Well, just keep pushing the envelope, guys. <laughs> Do you know what makes it hot? Um, I know. There's a chemical in the pepper called capsaicin. Okay. And that is what makes the pepper hot. It sends a signal to your brain that your brain interprets as like heat. Uh But technically, obviously, it's not there's fire in these peppers. You're not actually on fire, but it just sends signals to your taste buds in your brain that that makes it feel like that. Right. And the hotter peppers tend to have higher concentrations of capsaicin. And I don't know if you've ever done this, but you can take like a pepper, and depending on the pepper, like jalapeno peppers, you can take the seeds out and like cut the veins out, and it's actually not that bad because most of the capsaicin is contained in the seeds in a jalapeno pepper. Huh. Yeah. Your pepper knowledge. <laughs> I didn't know you were a pepper expert <laughs> all this time. <laughs> I like spicy food. That's so, great. Yeah. I didn't know you had done research on it. <laughs> like, I like ice cream. I can't tell you anything about it. Well, now, here's the thing about ice cream. <laughs> Ice cream is actually an excellent way to actually any kind of dairy. Yeah. Because it's something about the lactic acid, the lipids or something. Yeah. That actually goes in there and like helps block the receptors in your tongue. Okay. From like it bonds to those and blocks the capsaicin from contacting that. So, well, there you go. If you're ever, if you ever eat something too hot, you're on fire. Ask yeah. for a glass of milk or eat some ice cream or something. Well, Hopefully that won't happen to me. <laughs> I'm I'm very impressed. Yeah, with your knowledge. Don't drink water because yeah. that'll actually just spread. Yeah, I've heard that yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. The water doesn't really help that. Um, it does temporarily, but it doesn't last. Yeah. A 13 foot long python survives five months eating cats in a trailer park. Huh. This is from Alberta City. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> remember? I remember. <laughs> we had a python loose in yes, Alberta City here in Allegedly. Tuscaloosa. Allegedly. Yeah. And it was a, a big, huge citywide story for a while. Kip Tyner's still looking for it. <laughs> He's on the he's on the manhunt for he's it. He's got personal reasons. Yeah, no. <laughs> if anybody's on a manhunt, it's Kip Tyner. I'm telling you that. He much. wants to yell at that snake. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. Kip Tyner, all time great <laughs> local personality. Everything still does his show. I think I don't know if it's at the Goodies where the old mall was now, or at the Dollar General where the old mall was. I don't know where he does it now. Huh. 
But yeah, we need to try to get on his show. He came and spoke to my, uh, I think, second grade class. Well, he was a weatherman then, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a weatherman, yeah. and his nephew was in my class, and he got him to come and speak to our nice. school. Yeah. Yeah, we need to get on this little show. Well, I, I'm going to start trying to figure that out. Will you go on it with me? <laughs> yeah, I'll go on there. It's so great. I don't even know if it's on anything but YouTube now. But It was on Facebook for a while. Yeah, oh yeah, I forget. He's got <laughs> Facebook. That might be perfect. Yes. Our buddy, our mutual friend, uh, um, why can't I think of it? His name is on the tip of my tongue. S.D. Allen. Jeff. Jeff. Jeff was on the oh, show. Uh, you saw all his furniture, bro. You can't remember his name. I remember his name. Remember that, Jeff. I remember your name. Tom Stelt. <laughs> yeah. What about Jeff? He was on the show. Oh, Jeff was on the <laughs> he show? He was on the show. That's where we need to get Jeff to line us up real here. <laughs> the Earth Oddity Podcast yeah. on the Kip Tyner Show. <laughs> yeah. But let's go on and not even talk about the podcast. Maybe we let's come up with a duet to sing or something. <laughs> Just get weird with it with him. Kip probably be all down for it. Show a little bit of drugs. <laughs> I was say, let's put a bunch of powdered sugar in a Ziploc <laughs> bag and accidentally, on purpose, like accidentally spill it out of a backpack while we're on the show. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll perm my hair and dye it black like this. Keep my mustache. I'll dress just like him. I'll be like, my name's Tip Kiner, and this is my male prostitute, Tiny. <laughs> Yeah, don't do don't do school. Stay in drugs. <laughs> oh, Kip, a good guy. He's done a lot for the city of Tuscaloosa. I'll say that much for him. He did get caught with a hooker and crack, a male hooker and crack. But he was just trying to help that guy out, according to Kip. He just likes a good time. Sure. What's wrong? He's just helping out the community, as always do. Um. An expert hired to get rid of a snake slithering around a South Oklahoma City mobile home park found a python that was 13 feet long and it had been in the neighborhood for around five months. Now, how does he? How does he know? Did he ask it? How long <laughs> right. you been here, buddy? I mean, is there was that maybe when it was reported missing from somebody? Maybe that's the only way I can figure they knew. We're talking. That thing has been eating possums, footlong rats, and cats, said Trevor Bounds of Redbeard Wildlife Control. Footlong rats sounds like a bigger problem to me than just one pipeline. <laughs> the mouth on that thing is the size of your foot, and when it opens it up, you're going to be able to fit something pretty large in there. Don't tip me with a good time, <laughs> Trevor. Staff at the mobile home park had told residents to be on the lookout throughout the week, according to Nextstar's KFOR. The alert sent also said that they would be taking care of it soon. Experts say that more than likely the snake was a pet that either got loose or the owner let it out. Um, the constricting is what can be the dangerous part, said Bounds. <laughs> oh, that's the dangerous part. <laughs> yes. You can't have small children or pets going near this thing. That's why this should have been tackled a whole lot sooner. Things could have gotten much worse. Worse. Uh, Red Beard Wildlife Control was hired and started to check out the snake last week. Bounds said that it had been around the area since June and had survived since then. 
Uh, we were using our thermal camera last week to find it, but because it's cold-blooded, we had to just look for an outline of him, said mm. Bounds. Uh, Bounds said that the snake is an albino reticulated python, which is one of the world's largest species of snake. He said that it looked to have crawled and survived underneath one one particular home. They can get up to 24 feet if you let them, maybe longer. The body of this snake is like Mike Tyson's bicep, but 13 feet long, said Bounds. Um, just goes on to say that it, that thing had lived there for forever. And uh, he says, I can imagine that each one of those cats put up a nasty fight. So when it's been attacked that many times and to the extent the nice, non-aggressive pet snake we once knew is no more, this thing is dangerous now. Hmm. He's, been, he's on the streets fighting cats. <laughs> but maybe if he wasn't trying to eat the cats, he should have been a nice snake and befriended the cats. And then ate it. Well, they would have brought <laughs> – the cats would have brought him mice. <laughs> he don't want no mice, though. Sure. Maybe he's not, not grown that. Yeah, I don't know. I think – People letting their snakes loose is a problem. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, yeah? And he had a guy, I don't remember his name, but uh, he's on Instagram as the Python Cowboy. Are you familiar with this? No, but he's down in Everglades. Yes, yeah. he's in Florida, and he 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 catches them. He tries to, to catch them live because he says he can make a lot more money oh, off I'm, a live snake than huh. he can a dead one. Where can what you do with it? Sell it to snake shows? Go to elementary schools? Well, that, I mean, he's, he mentioned a bunch of stuff. Uh, he said that you can eat them, but people typically don't. It's kind of tough Oh yeah, meat. We like, just got to figure out how to fry that bad boy or something. <laughs> yeah. If we cook it right, we'll turn it into a delicacy. But yeah, he said that the skin, the hide, yeah. he's got like his own uh, like leather tan- tanners. Right. He sells all kinds of products, wallets, boots, oh, belts, yeah. all bands. kinds of stuff. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, a python, <laughs> python hat band on your cowboy hat. Yeah. Oh, you're sharp. Man. And then I, I think he does other stuff with them too. But, but yeah, he was talking about just how Joe was asking him. He was like, "How did these things get to be such a problem?" And he said, "He, he said, is it people just letting their pets go?" And he says that that's part of it. But he also thinks that there may be breeders who, back in the early 2000s, purposefully. Let a bunch of them go, oh, yeah. trying to introduce them because it was so much easier to just rather than try to import them or yeah. raise them yourself, just to get them, yeah, go growing in them. the wild here, and then you go huh. and, and and get them or whatever. He said that they came across one dude one time. He just had a crate of them, just uh, dumping them out out there in the swamp somewhere. Huh. Yeah. Well, those people need to be killed. <laughs> their problem yeah yeah don't be messing with our ecosystem people and then he also said that uh it is like they've had as every year they have the python challenge yeah. where they're you know as, as far as i know it is open season year round down in florida yeah like, oh I, you yeah because yeah there's no limit either. yeah yeah and they give prizes for like you know the biggest or the most or right. when they have these python challenges but he says that still even with that, these things are just able to hide so well huh. that it is impossible. It is so hard to find them. He said there's even been times where he's been out there where they put a tracker on a snake and he knows exactly where it is and it still takes him forever to find them. Huh. He also says that they'll burrow or they don't themselves burrow, 
but other animals and they'll get in a bird they'll, they'll like a turtle hole or something yeah or whatever yeah yeah things that dig in the ground it'll like take them over yeah and huh yeah like groundhog holes yeah and everything well it's a problem i'd like to get rid of them mm-hmm. before they spread up here may get a little too cool up here i don't know that's what they said about the, the Alberta snake. Sure, they right. said that if they Come didn't find him, then he's not he's not going to make yeah. the winter anyway. So. Yeah, I don't know. But what do they hibernate and then come back? We have snakes here, you know, that live through the winter. So yeah, but they're not like <laughs> the tropical snakes. Well, as they as as the, they acclimate, yeah. at some point they'll be able to live. Right? Yeah, as they keep yeah. migrating north. Yeah, yeah. Well. Because fire ants have made it a lot further north than they thought they ever would. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, well, it gets too cold and ground's frozen and all that for too long. <laughs> the killer bees. Killer bees <laughs> hadn't been the problem I thought they would be growing up. I figured. Well, it turns out, if I'm not mistaken, killer bees, they're not really killers. I mean, I mean they can, but yeah. any bee, if you get enough stings, if you get enough can stings, get you. Yeah. That's true. It's yeah. not like one killer bee can sting you and you're dead. I hate stinging like bees and wasps and all that. Yellow jackets, I hate them all. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, I know bees are beneficial. We need bees. We need all of them to pollinate wasps, to do pollination, all that. But yeah, I don't Murder like hornets are a problem. Those are invasive species, right? <laughs> and the, here's the problem with the murder hornets is they murder all the other honeybees. Yeah, right. <laughs> and everything like, take else over is their cool. hives and, yeah. and, and kill them all. Dirt daubers are cool. Dirt daubers are only cool in about all of them. Let's talk about our friends at Cajun Curl. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, pythons, and anything else you could think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on them will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the Bayou Blended Spice, but you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin downtown Northport, and Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace and the Piggly Wiggly down in Taylorville on Highway 69 South. Um, all their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl by You Blend of Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John. We uh we don't have any voicemails this week. Of course. We do have one question, and I thought we could, I don't know, devote a good uh, 10, 15 minutes to this one question. Okay. Because there's a lot. Lots of unpack here. All right. Uh, this comes from That's Our Bobo. How do you feel about the word spoopy? Spoopy? Yes. S 
P O O P Y. I think this might be my first time ever hearing it. Have you heard it before? I'm not. I have, and I'm not sure if this is what he's referring to. Okay. But we knew a family who they used to say the word spoopy instead of spooky. Okay. So. Okay. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure if this is what he's referring well, that to. That was going to be my guess is that okay. this is some sort of new, weird, you know, how the Halloween people Everybody are. says spooky, but we're yeah. going to say spoopy because we think it's We think it's cute. cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Halloween people are, you, everybody knows my stance <laughs> on Halloween people. I only endorse fall festival. <laughs> fall festival people are cool, which by the way, we, uh, we have these wagons. This is a weird way to start a sentence. We have wagons for sale as filler furniture. Yes. You've seen them. I've maybe? seen them. <laughs> uh, our manager of the Northport location, same building my office in, decided she wanted to take one and build a fall display in it with like bales of hay and pumpkin and mums. And I all can that. see that. Yeah. It's beautiful. Okay. It's beautiful. Someone's going to destroy it. <laughs> I predict before the end of the week. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because she just set it up today. It's right there. It's unattended. That parking lot is like a thoroughfare of people who walk from Walmart to the gas station, <laughs> back <laughs> to the housing projects, and back and forth. Right. It's going to get destroyed, I think. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of excited to see it happen. <laughs> Well, I hate that she spent so much time yeah. making a spoopy decoration. <laughs> it is spoopy. <laughs> Let me see what Urban Dictionary says spoopy is. What if we're saying something like horrible? <laughs> <laughs> I it, know. We didn't even know. Uh, let's see. Search. S-P-O-O-P-Y. Spoopy. Something that is funny and spooky at the same time. Oh, I, I, I didn't know about the funny element of it. So would this be like the the movie Scary Movie? I guess so. <laughs> Spoopy movie? Yes, I guess so. Scary movie, funny movie. <laughs> Very funny movie. Um, I prefer the fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Fast and Furious of Halloween parody movies. <laughs> I don't I've only seen the first one, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, and maybe I watched it on Comedy Central or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you probably saw the edited version. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I'm Christian. I only watch edited <laughs> versions of movies. That's it. Right. Yeah. No cursing. No love making. Yeah. No alcohol or cigarettes either. Violence is okay. Violence is 100 percent fine. <laughs> yeah. Guns, cool. <laughs> Those are okay. Jesus said, sell your cloak and get a sword, right? He mm -hmm. pretty much endorsed it, all right? <laughs> yeah. So, funny, scary. I've seen, you know, they have multiple entries. I've seen funny, scary a lot. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know really. I have no opinion on spoopy. I don't think I will be using that word ever in my life mm -hmm. as a grown man. Can you think of an example of something spoopy? I'm thinking maybe that scene in Poltergeist where the guy goes on this long, he's explaining how they caught this matchbox car moving across a room over the period of 24 hours, but their cameras prove that, yeah. that some, some spiritual entity did it. Yeah. And then the dad, he just like opens the door to a room. <laughs> There's stuff lying around everywhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's spoopy. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't really know. When we were in high school, we would go to like old abandoned houses. Oh, yeah. You know, we did that. Yeah. I think every high schooler <laughs> yeah. does that, at least around here. 
those were spoopy because we were all just goofing off. One time yeah. a porch fell in on one of them while we were on it. So uh-huh. we like almost got crushed. We probably should have gotten some tetanus shots. Yeah. Yeah. Those anything, were spooky. Anything uh, spooky ever happened? No. Okay. I mean, never like we thought there was a ghost. Of course, you talk yourself into that because yeah. it's fall and mm-hmm. everybody's in that mood. We were uh, out at Bryce one time, and I'm sure you've been out oh, there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were going through the school, and it could have been anything, but it was just kind of we were in there, and we were in a bathroom, and we went out of the bathroom and walked down the hall. And, I mean, we didn't get but just a few steps down the hall and we heard this big piece of porcelain like oh, drop no. and shatter. And yeah. we were like, oh, we're getting out of here. Yeah. That place when you're there, <laughs> yeah. you're like, I'm, if I get murdered, I understand. You know, like it looks like a place you would get murdered at. Yeah. Absolutely. An old mental hospital with graffiti everywhere mm-hmm. and broken glass. And yeah, that's the stuff of nightmares Yeah, is that. I'm not a big fan of being scared, to be honest. Oh, really? Oh, I don't like haunted houses. None of that. <laughs> no. I realize that as a Southern Baptist that I am supposed to be opposed to all this stuff. Yeah. But if I'm being honest, I, I like it. Sure. It's fine. I don't <laughs> have a problem with I you. I feel guilty about yeah. it. To all my Baptist friends, if any of y'all had the audacity to listen to this, no, we ran I'm all sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like any of that, which Libby, I think, is going to a haunted house with, I think, maybe her boyfriend, like, you know, three or four little middle school couples. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Lisa's not a hayride. That's what I told Deidre. <laughs> like, hayride's 100% boob grab. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll probably, there'll be a little bit of that. Somebody's going to get scared, touch a butt, something like that. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, but her boyfriend is Church of Christ, so. Okay. Yeah. He's going to be the only one in heaven. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Anyways, spoopy. Mm -hmm. That's that. I think we killed 10 minutes on that, right? (laughs) It felt like 10 minutes. It felt like it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, John, as this show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. Seriously, we thank you guys so much. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers. The $5 tier gets you the extended show. But we also thank our 10, 10 and up tier patrons by name. And those people are Mr. Shiny Disco Balls, Mr. Shane White, Mr. Chris Payne, The Driver, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Nicole Walter and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. Seriously, McWill. thank you so much. And the anonymous one. You remember we had an anonymous guy. Is he still oh, yeah. around? <laughs> He's a $5. Oh, okay. But yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the anonymous $5 donor. Yes. We get it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wouldn't ruin your reputation with us either. Probably Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we do the Earth Oddity Extended. What are we doing today? We got another lady busted for having an OnlyFans. Okay. It's a re- reoccurring thing. <laughs> I have a story about a couple suing Disney World for a wedgie. Okay. So. Wow. Is there no low the Disney Corporation won't sink to? <laughs> when you talk about grooming, this is what <laughs> this is what DeSantis is down there fighting, y'all. 
<laughs> this type of behavior out of Disney. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you got anything else? No, that's it. Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you guys so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on them all. If you do listen on Google Podcasts, seems like I heard they may be shutting that down soon. Oh, yeah? So, Might want to migrate over somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Go download the Patreon yeah. app. You can listen to the free show. That's about to say. The free show is public. Yeah. And it's, it won't charge you a dime yeah, to listen to the free show over there. there. So do that. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Correct. If you would like to check out our website, we are just www.earthoddity.net. That's right. We have uh, show art. You can check that out. Underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. Sometimes. We are at underscore Earth Oddity on X. That's right. X. And we have a Discord server. Link in the show notes. And a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network. Signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Okay, patrons, we're here. It's just us. So none of those other people, yes. none of the poors. <laughs> this is us, the upper crust of Earth Oddity fandom, right yes. here.